are using all kinds of symbology. What is at stake? It is a big idea. A new world order where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind. My question to you is, in any of your government jobs, have you ever been briefed on the subject of UFOs? And if you have, when was it? What were you told? Well, if I had been briefed on that, I'm sure it was probably classified and I couldn't talk about it. When I got out in 1989, we had cataloged 57 different species. We walked over to one side of the lab and he said, by the way, we've discovered a base. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Greetings and salutations to all my fellow Skywatchers, or as our intergalactic listeners called the show, Floopity Zoopity and the other guy. Once again, thank you for being here and listening to us live. Remember, guys, as always, keep in mind, you uh, you intergalactic listeners, if you're flippity-floppity and flip-flop when you zippity-zip-boppity-bop on your boom, you're going to have that zippity-zippity-boop-pop-pop on your boom-boom. Remember, it's dangerous, guys, so hang in there with us. But once again, thank you all for being here with us broadcasting live on this amazing evening, October 3rd, 2017. Traveling via the sound, or the speed of sound to your ears, trying to reach ludicrous speed so we can hit plaid. This is Skywatchers Radio. And again, we're broadcasting from New Logic Studios in Miami, Florida. I am Angel Espino. As always, with me is my hetero radio life mate, the man born to one day play Michael Knight in the reboot of The Knight Rider. Well, <laughs> maybe more the voice of Kit. I, I, I don't have the haircut no. for it. Uh, maybe no, Kit. You, know, you, you can play Kit in the uh, porn version, maybe, of, of the show. You could do that. You could do the, the that. You could do. Sure, yes. I'm going to have someone making a mess on my seats. Yeah, no. There thanks. you go. Uh-uh. He's also known as the man who will one day help me take over the world. That's right. He's the pinky to my brain, the Yoda to my Obi-Wan, the J to my silent Bob. The one and only Alan Weiler. How the hell are you, my friend? I am doing okay, but I am sick and tired of the zippity doo bippity boppity boo lions and tigers. And well, bears. boo! I want, you, I want you to change it, and I want our listeners, whether it's now or in the repeat section, to complain to you that it just sounds. I cannot so stop. I cannot stop speaking to our intergalactic listeners. They're out there. They're listening. We have to acknowledge their presence because, because, Alan, intergalactic lives matter. Remember that. Okay. You know that's a T-shirt waiting to happen. Yes, intergalactic lives matter. Don't forget that. Now, as always, guys, if you want to join in on the last or you want to ask any questions, you want to get serious for a moment, please do so. Call in. The number is 786-245-8127. As always, that's a free number to call in, 786-245-8127. It doesn't discriminate if you're west of the Rockies, east of the Rockies, north of the equator, south of the border. If you're a good hombre or a bad hombre, if you're pro-Trump, against Trump, if you're leftist, rightist, I don't care if if you're, you know, do it with both hands, baby. You, you call in, and we're going to take you on the air, and it's never filtered. Just remember that. 
We don't screen calls. So uh, call on in, 786-245-8127. And if you want to flippity-flappity over here on the other guy, you can do so. Believe me, you can. Oh, thanks Thanks for offering to let people flippity-floppity on me, whatever the hell that is. Oh, you'll find out. It's going to hurt. It's going to be good. Now, joining Sky Watchers to this week and the uh, second hour is... It's going to be good. That just doesn't it's, it, Well, right. it's going to be good for us, but it's going to hurt you. Oh, of course. Us, you know, the, the viewing audience or the listening audience are going to get a great deal of, of appreciation from your pain, but we're going to enjoy it. Now, like I was saying, joining Sky Watchers this week during the second hour is our good friend, uh, or a good friend of mine anyway, Brian J. L. Glass is going to uh, be here with us, and uh, he's a heck of a comic book author and uh, really a hell of a nice guy, too, and I uh, can't wait to have him on the show. Um, I truly love his work, and uh, we're going to talk to him about not only his uh, his line of comic books, the Mice Templars, uh, Furious. He's you know, done work for uh, for the big boys, also uh, Marvel, and uh, he's just been he's been all over the place. He's a legendary in this field of ufology. For one thing, though, uh, Alan Weiler, you know why? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I do. But I'll let you tell it. Okay, well, since that you means, do such a good job, that means he has no idea. But. Yeah, I do. We discussed okay. this earlier. Yes, we did because he had no idea. And uh, the, the 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 reason he is legendary on this topic of ufology is because he is the world famous Art Bell Area Fifty One caller from the nineties. And uh, we're going to talk to him about that experience dealing with being that voice that called into Art Bell's show frantically, talking about that he's escaping Area Fifty One and. Uh, Telling uh, the world that he's scared for his life, screaming and crying, and it was such a believable thing because at that point that he's telling the story on air, the satellites went out. Art had a blackout, and literally, coincidence. could be coincidence. It could be somebody Area Fifty One saying, "Oh snap, this is way too close to the reality," and they hit the button. Maybe somebody really thought it was real, and they hit that button and knocked the satellite off air because Art Bell satellite literally went offline. And that's never happened before. So, interesting that uh, a man who was uh, just uh, putting a kind of a practical joke on art caused that You're to right. happen. So, You're right. It's rather odd, to say the least. Indeed. Uh, that's now, in a couple In a couple minutes here, we're going to have, uh, actually in a minute here, we're going to have Jesse Randolph join us. And uh, we're going to go Ooh, over yay. some news uh, from the world of the Randolph and, of course, uh, some... Uh, World, you know, world weird stuff which we have here, you know, prepped. Uh, well, Jesse's sure always he, gets listened to, you know. I'm sure he, he's got stuff, yeah. In fact, uh, you know, he, we're going to talk to him about, uh, you know, a bunch of news, I'm sure, but I wanted to bring up something that has nothing to do with ufology, but it's just a, a couple things that I wanted to uh, talk about before we, we got him on the air. Uh, okay. the, the one thing that happened this, uh, this past couple of days, which, uh, uh, just tragic over in Vegas, uh, the shooting that, Cost fifty lives, fifty plus lives. You know the the, uh, the bodies are uh, mounting. Uh, yes, they were like, they are. Uh, they're like at fifty nine now or something, fifty something. Uh, just a, a tragic, tragic moment to be in this country to see stuff like this happen. And uh, and uh, my condolences to the families of the victims. And uh, th- this is one of the worst mass shootings in the history of this country. Yes, it is. Not I mean, the. You know, not the biggest terrorist incident, obviously, but it was one of the biggest mass shootings. You're right. Well, I mean, I don't know uh, if we could consider this. Obviously, this is not foreign terrorism. This is domestic terrorism, and any time you uh, you cause a panic or a terror, it's terrorism. 
And uh, so, in, in essence, it is terrorism. It's domestic. Uh, they're, you know, uh, investigating this thing, and uh, hopefully they figure out what happened here. And uh, uh, I want to urge all our listeners who are uh, either gun enthusiasts or, you know, are, uh, you know, anti-gun or, or one way or the other, it doesn't matter which way you swing on the, uh, the subject, uh, don't go crazy over this because uh, I'm pretty sure there's uh, plenty of smoke and mirrors uh, happening in this story. So... By the way, are you vacuuming or are you near the AC? Because this is like a lot of this. The AC is about uh, 15 feet away from me. Um, I can't shut it off because of it being so warm right now. Cole, can you mute yourself? Because besides the AC, you also breathe very heavily into the mic. All right, sure. So until until you're ready to speak, be muted. How's that? I will be quiet. Muted will be nice. You hit the mute button right now. Fantastic. Ha ha. Okay. See, look at look how nice and quiet that is. What? Okay. So, um, yeah, it's hard Ha-ha. to. Uh, it, it, that's not the right time. I'm going back to the story here. The, the I'm tragedy, sorry, deadly sorry. shooting, people dead, and you're a ha ha. That's not good. That's not cool. Um. Uh, so yeah, no. Our, seriously, our condolences to the uh, families and the victims. Of the uh, shooting, and uh, my goodness, I mean, uh, what has this world come to? Uh, there's uh, talk to this uh, gentleman who uh, committed this uh, murder, this slaughter, um, might be uh, an Antifa member. And, uh, actually, and that's the- actually, the news has it lately that he converted to Islam months ago. Yeah, um, so if that's the case, uh, well... You know, you do with that what you want, but uh, you know, there is definitely a growing problem in this country, and it needs to be taken care of immediately. And uh, it's uh, it's spreading, and it's just it's a horrible thing to go through. I mean, I'm well, afraid to go out in the public opinion, these days. It's, it's you know, my personal opinion is it's not a gun problem, especially since it's illegal to have a fully automatic weapon, which, by the sound of what was going on, was automatic weapons. And if you actually yep. listen to some of the YouTube videos out there, um. You could hear more than one going, more than one gun going off simultaneously. Yeah, I don't think he, w- he did this by himself. I don't, himself, I, yeah, I don't think it was a lone wolf thing. Yeah, I really no, don't. I don't think so either. I think there's multiple uh, people at play here, and I think that'll eventually come out, and more people will get arrested and whatnot. But uh, again, my condolences to the families, and uh, my condolences to uh, Tom Petty's family. Oh my God, I mean, rock legend Tom Petty also passed away on Monday, and uh, cardiac arrest. Uh, legendary singer and uh, one of my favorite singers from the 80s and 90s and uh, my goodness uh, it, it's crazy how many people have passed away in the last uh, few years celebrity wise uh, that are huge names uh, like this one and okay, this one kind of came off you know, from left field nobody expected Tom Petty to, to to die he seemed like he was in perfect health so goes to show you guys you know when it's your turn it's your turn so uh, take care of thyself and thy heart it's very important now, speaking of thy heart, a man with a lot of heart is going to join us here in a second. His name is Jesse Randolph, and uh, let's uh, Skype him into the uh, call here and see if he's ready to go. Sounds good. As always, he's a pro, so I'm pretty sure he's ready to go. Jesse, you there? I am here, present. Welcome. Thank you for having me on. Now, the uh, the pleasure is always welcome, ours. Welcome, welcome. Welcome to the show. And uh, this is the first, hopefully, of many uh, events where we have you on, and uh Many times where we have you uh, dissecting the news with us on uh, on Skywatchers Radio. So, 
We have a couple of th- different things that we wanted to get to, but I'm pretty sure you came loaded with stuff you wanted to talk about, so I wanted to give you the floor first. And, uh, you know, tell us what, uh, what you have for us this week. Enlighten us. Fanta- fantastic. Fantastic. You know, obviously, uh, I agree with uh, about 30% of what you guys were talking about uh, with what's going on True. in Las Vegas. So I just wanted to, instead of focus Which on 30%? that. Oh, you know what? Other guy, we could get, we could talk about this for the next two hours, obviously, especially since okay. both of us disagree. Um However, I think the smartest move is to just say condolences and agree with that part of what you said. Absolutely, uh, yes. And move on to uh, a little lighter stuff because I know if you're like me, uh, an intuitive empath, you are probably feeling a little overloaded with feelings and news about this topic. So I thought maybe tonight we would just dive into some ufology news, some juicy bits does that sound good, Mike? That sounds All like right, a plan, Mike, mate. All right, let's get to yeah. it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I bring these stories. Hold on, one at a time, uh, there, guys. One yeah, at a time. I, I missed that. Just yep. no shrimp on the barbie. No shrimp on the oh, barbie. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, let's start off tonight. Uh, what's going on in ufology? We need a stinger for that. Uh, we have the stinger, but you can't hear it. But it's playing. Okay, great. Okay, everyone, number one story for tonight is claiming death threats and ufology on YouTube, on radio programs. David Wilcock went on Jimmy Church a few weeks ago claiming that someone had cut his brakes. This was last month, I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't make last week's show. Corey Good, Joe from the Carolinas, Yvonne Palermo, uh, these people are afraid to talk. I uh, actually tried to talk to Yvonne Palermo through Facebook recently. If you don't know Yvonne, she is a whistleblower uh, about Corey Good. She came out about two months ago and made a video about how he kind of screwed her over and his team. And uh, Dark Journalist did a nice expose video uh, interview with her. But I was chatting with her because she's been doing these great videos about NASCA, these real funny silly videos where she pokes fun at how fake it is. She's using uh, Diametris Earth as her uh, a- a- on top of this like paper mache mummy that she has attached to her chest. It's great stuff. Mucho dinero, so, right? Yeah, it, yeah. she calls him <laughs> Mucho. Yeah, so and, and his name, I forgot the name of the, uh, the mummy, but he has a name. Mucho dinero. Like, is that, is that, that his name? One. Yeah, Mucho oh, okay. dinero. Which translation means lots of money. It means lots of money. Lots of money. Yeah. That much I know. Okay, so I got a couple from uh, three years of Spanish. But these people are afraid. They are claiming death threats. They, uh, The folks like Joe from the Carolinas, who was on my show, uh, remember Angel? Um, yep. And yep. he's become somewhat of a YouTube icon for being a, a whistle, uh, I want to say a whistleblower, but exposing Corey Good and company and Gaia TV, etc. But now he is claiming he's getting death threats. Avon was afraid to talk to me through Facebook. She wanted to go through encryption. Um, Wilcox is afraid. Everyone's afraid. So that in itself is something that we know happens in ufology, but we usually think it's coming from the man, right? The Illuminati or the Cabal. Well, now it seems like it's coming from other folks within the own, uh, their own ufological ufology community. So that is pretty 
indicative of the paranoia that you were talking about, Angel, where you're like, I'm afraid to go outside. I think that well, is Well, I mean, look, it, and, and, and I've been in the field for a, a little under a decade, Jesse, and you know I've gotten death threats from uh, individuals within uh, the hosting uh, of podcasts uh, within ufology, and, you know, I've gotten into beefs here and there, and, you know, death threats have been sent my way, and, you know, the thing with that is, uh, you have to go back to the, the source of who's putting this out there. And it was David Wilcox saying he's getting death threats. I kind of tend to, to not believe that it's actually legit. I mean, I don't, I don't believe you know a lot that comes out of that guy, to be honest. Well, we know now through uh, court documents that Corey Good has a restraining order against him uh, by his previous company that he worked for for making threatening. Remarks and videos that he posted on YouTube. That I believe. So we know that people are kind of capable of going into those places, right? So it seems as though the Sphere Being Alliance and the David Wilcox squad are putting out their minions and saying mess with people or uh, maybe send things. Who knows? It, but we know that Corey Good had called upon his minions to block dark journalist uh, YouTubes a few months ago, and he was successful. So it, it's interesting to see who is telling the truth on this. Truth be told, it will probably never come out either way. Let's move on. Yep. yep. Chris George Zuger. If I'm pronouncing it wrong, I apologize. Canadian host of Den of Lore talk show calls for an official boycott of Gaia TV for its mass marketing of absolute fraudulent snake oil bullshit. Damn right. Uh, Well, we didn't see that one coming, did we? Well, you know, the thing is, other guy, is that as much as the underground and the people that are telling it like it is, like this show, uh, will – say what's really going on, uh, dark journalists, a handful of others, but none of them are really taking action. None of the A-listers are doing anything, okay? Uh, wait, wait, even, wait. There are A-listers out there? Well, uh, I think uh, – <laughs> I think I'll give you an A-list. Are you ready? Sure. I think I th- anyone who, who probably makes uh, over $50,000 from ufology a year would be an A-lister to me. So let's pick – Oh, wait, wait, wait. How do I get to do that? What do I got to do? Well, I'm, I'm uh, write, a couple, write a couple books. <laughs> Start anyway, off with yeah, I gotta sell my soul. And, uh, yes, well, that too. That too. Of, you both hit the ingredients perfectly on the head. But actually, we're talking, let's say, about a Richard Dolan, who is outspoken and is still about the sphere being alliance and lack of credibility, a la campfire stories. End quote. However, then he's. Behind his back, behind everyone's back, and then coming out and saying, oh, but don't forget to watch my new show on Gaia. So, you know, it's it's kind of a, a strange thing because Richard Dolan has been the most outspoken A-lister. No Stanton Friedman's, no Linda Howes, because right. many of these A-listers are making deals with Gaia. So that in itself, as we know, is a conflict of interest. It's a problem. There's all sorts of issues. So only the underground can t- tell it like it is, shows like this and others. Let's move on. Real quick before we move on. Real quick before you move on. I wanted to you know, ask you, do you think a lot of these A-listers that are joining the Gaia group, do you think they're doing it because they're getting easier access to get books uh, put out there, to get their stuff promoted easier? I mean, there has to be a monetary reason why they're doing this. Of course, all of the above. And 
let's not forget they're getting their own shows. Hey, yeah. the point is not that I think they're distasteful people or they sold their soul. Perhaps they did, but you have to also consider the fact that these people didn't know and they had good intentions of doing these programs. And for all I know, the Linda Howe show or the Richard Dolan show are good shows. I don't see them because I will not subscribe to Gaia. Right. Okay. However, hopefully someone will put them up on BitTorrent for free then. Well, that's then there's then there's that. Let's move on, gentlemen. Shall we? Go for it. Yep. Von Ecker, who was the original oh, yeah. yep. um, editor in chief of UFO magazine for years. Okay, uh, uh, millennials will not remember this. Don Ecker it has his show back on. He used to have a show when I was a kid called UFOs Tonight, and I actually mm-hmm. used to call in. Don Ecker was one of the first people I met at a UFO conference when I was a teen. Don Ecker is now back on the air on a station we will not name, uh, and it's going to be very interesting. Not only when do, you say uh, on the air, video or uh, no, he's audio. back on the radio. Audio, audio. Okay. Yeah, he's back on the radio, and it's very interesting because he's the same guy. He is this grouchy, hard-nosed ex-cop, uh, telling it like it is, but he's on a network that supports frauds. So it's going to be interesting because there is a conflict of interest. I don't know if anyone has noticed while he's been there. He's kept very silent about those sort of things and about uh, other hosts, per se, that are on the same network. That might be uh, less credible, and he is someone who has exposed frauds for years. I, if anything, owe him an apology one day because I called him grouchy on the air, and he wrote a very, very long uh, diatribe about me and my middle name, and, and obviously he tried to get at some dirt on me a little bit and make poke fun of me calling him grouchy, um, and he's good and tight with the Paracast guys, and we had a big out. Uh, falling out uh, years back. Long story short, he's a guy you don't you, you if you want to go toe to toe with. He's got no problem. So I urge people to possibly keep him uh, to his um, reputation and start telling him about what's going on with some of these folks. I don't know that he knows or if he's interested in covering them, but I will say this, and this is not to promote other people's work. I have used Royce Myers the third's UFO watchdog as a litmus meter, as a bullshit meter, as a place to find news for years. That guy has been doing it and doing it, and he got sued three times by three separate people. Did you guys know this? He got sued twice by Sean David Morton, both times he, he yep. Morton lost, and he got sued by Cal Korf. Now, the reason I know this is because he was recently on Don Eckert's show, and I believe it was the first time I ever heard his voice. I've corresponded with him a few times uh, through the years, and he's always answered my emails, and I couldn't believe how sane and rational this gentleman is. So if you get a chance not to promote other people's work off the station, I wish Don Eckert was on PSN, but he's not. You know where to find him, I hope. If not, do your Googling. Okay, corporate media has... Fully taken over ufology. People are speaking more out this month. And yeah. I speak of uh, one of the top people in crop circle research, right? Uh, this is Patty Greer. If you want to check out what's going on with her, I urge you to Facebook her. 
Tom DeLonge from Bloink 182 or Blink 182 is about yeah, three guy. months and counting mm-hmm. late on his promise to reveal something astonishing, although it seems like it's now his book. He won Researcher of the Year for Ufology last fall. That's pretty pathetic, guys. Uh, Corey Good's seminar at Mount Shasta apparently was moved to a smaller venue because of low ticket sales. I'm sure they uh, were uh, blown away by that. Uh, I also <laughs> heard at the conference that they were uh, Corey and another researcher uh, were teaching uh, how to remote view. Corey Good's uh, – I'm sorry. The New Guard has been coming up in discussions <laughs> more and more. I have heard the New Guard mentioned on many shows now. And I think it's really interesting, Angel, because it seems as though we've kind of coined a phrase, and it's moving. And I like to see that. Well, I'll tell you what. You have the logo for it. You have the YouTube channel for it. You are the new guard, my friend. And uh, they're just mentioning it because, uh, you know, you started a movement. And uh, I honestly think that that should be the the avenue you should, uh, you know, consider really focusing on and uh, continue that movement forward because ufology definitely is in desperate need of a new guard. It really is. And that, well, unfortunately, we the need... Well, I I appreciate that. Um, I think it, what, what's sad is that the new guard that people are using it as well is for, for people like Jordan Sather and Teresa Yiranos, uh, who, by the way, I, I heard a meditation video she did the other day or an audio. Uh, I think she hypnotized me. Uh, moving right along, Stan Romanek <laughs> update. Stan will be sentenced October nineteenth. Yes. I will Finally. be there live. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Stan Romanek's going to be sentenced. I'd believe it because if, there, if there's ever one event that you would like drop everything to go see live, it would be Stan Romanek finally getting you know I, his one ovens. <laughs> I totally, totally. I just wonder if he's going to write another pan flute record while he's in the slammer. Probably will. <laughs> yeah. Will they let oh him God, have I one? Oh, God, I hope not. Uh, it, it, yeah, I so. yeah, but I, I, I think they'll give it to him. I think they'll give it to him, but I don't think he's going to be using his mouth to blow wind through it. No, no. I wonder if he's going to have a window where the aliens could, you know, peek into from uh, his prison cell. Oh, that's a good point. They might still get him there. <laughs> yeah. So hold on. Either yeah, way, he's going to get in a probe. Hold on, one, one well, at a time. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, other guy, it seemed as though he was trying to imply that Stan was going to be playing another type of flute. Or another tune. Uh, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Correct. Wow. So, well, he's good. Yeah, we'll see what happens <laughs> on the 19th, Angel. Say it one more time. I didn't hear you. Sorry. I said, we will see what happens on the 19th, and I will be here giving you guys the news and updating you. And that's what I've got this week. Lots going on, though, huh? Yep, yep, yep. No, uh, not only lots going on with uh, that, Sean David Morton, you know, uh, right now it's a good time uh, to uh, laugh at some of these clowns because Stan Romanek, Sean David Morton are going to prison. Uh, Who else can we get arrested? Uh, Is there any way we can get Corey Good next? Well, you know, it's funny you bring that up because there's two things going on with... Well... Are you hearing me okay? I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Uh, what I was going to what I was going to say was uh, there's two things going on with Corey right now. Uh, He's been very low key because he was in Spain doing a seminar. So uh, once again, uh, uh, a lot of these frauds. You've seen it. We've seen it. 
when it's kind of like when a bad metal band has seen their day, they go over to Japan, right? And they can still tour. <laughs> it's the same deal with Europe and Latin America. Um, if you like Jonathan Reed can go over to Costa Rica or Venezuela and he'll get booked. Okay. So that's what's going on with Corey. He went over to Spain and also they're trying to franchise, keep in mind. So this yeah. is, uh, again, these are people where they're first and foremost supposed to be helping folks. I don't, I still haven't seen anything they've done to assist anyone. Nope. Um, but people are saying two things. They're saying uh, the they're trying to put him near these death threats as far as trying to incite people to go after some of these YouTubers that are um, speaking out. So there's that little bullshit war. I don't really think any of that's going to stick. Uh, but in light of his past, that's something he has to be concerned about. Um, and then... What else is going on is you know before you move on before you well, no, before you move on because I think you might want to chime in on this. So we have Kevin from Colorado just called in. He's live on the air with us. Uh, yep, hello there. What's up, hey, buddy? Listen, I'm I'm going to tell you guys I've got inside information. Romanek's going to be sent to prison, and Corey Good and the aliens are going to rescue him. <laughs> look for that in the near future. <laughs> it's going to be an interesting breakout. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, it's going it's to make worldwide news, and with the girl doing the meditation techniques, the whole world will be listening to those, and we'll be all calm and peaceful. Now, if, now, we, can, if, we, can have, if we can have uh, Sean David Morton thrown in there somehow into the mix, I'd love that story. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but, you know, even Sean David Morton and Corey Good together, can the world stand that? I mean, oh my goodness! You know we can only take so much. Yeah, true that. Very true. <laughs> so, anyway, I just wanted to call in and say it's good to hear your your voice, Jesse. Um, and I agree with Angel. I, I'm I'm willing to be a part of this movement, but there's got to be ways to do it. I don't know. I uh, I. Besides what we're doing, and I don't know what that is, other than every time you hear a show with these people, and granted, I, they're, some of these stations are on we don't listen to, but when you do happen to hear them on a show, if the show will let you call in, you call in and challenge these people, you know, with some of their BS. That's the only way yep. I know how to do it. Challenge yeah. them and don't buy any of their crap. Don't don't go to their lectures or they have any seminars or any conventions. Don't support any of their other stuff because that's how you hit them. Speaking the of conventions, anybody have a comment on Alien Con coming up the you know this coming year? No, but I will do this for you, other guy. I will find out the scoop. And I will find out. Uh, I don't know what your angle. Are you thinking that uh, you might want to sell some wares there? It's a possibility if the numbers justify it, but I just don't have a straight. No one's been able to give me a straight answer what the attendance was last year, their inaugural year in Los Angeles. Okay, I'll check it out for you. Is it going to be in LA again? I think it's in the same area. You think it's where? In L.A. It's in L.A., right? Yeah. 
Hey, Kevin, good to hear your voice again, too, man. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, thank you very much, Jesse, and I will talk to you all later and listen, keep listening, so. Okay. Thank you for the inside scoop. (laughs) 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 The inside scoop, I love Kevin. Uh, I want to say something else in closing, guys. Um, And I I, I really want to say that was real astute, uh, Angel, because you hit it on the head. Uh, The goal of folks like uh, Dark Journalist and some of the folks have really put a lot of time into researching the the real secret space program that's been hijacked from them now by these these frauds. Um, and there's some cool stuff on the horizon, so stay tuned. All is not lost. There are people dress, uh, working very hard on on uh, how to counter this. Oh, yeah, and, look, there's a lot of folks out there like us, Jesse, who are fed up with the uh, the bullshit and they're just fed up with the nonsense and the uh, the lies. And, uh, and the lies from both, yeah, you know, from both ends. There's fiction than fact out there. No, not only that, but it's the lies coming from both ends. Because, we, we, you know, we're fed lies by the government. You know, we're fed lies by our own people now within the, you know, the ufology. And, uh, you know, the lies That's are coming right. from everywhere. And it's, it's ridiculous. It really is. Go ahead, Jesse. But you're right. The, the way to do it is quit MUFON if you're a MUFON yeah. member. Bankrupt MUFON, okay? Bankrupt the folks. Don't listen to shows like Church. Don't listen to uh, uh, stations that carry this kind of crap. Force yep. them to change. Have them mm-hmm. say no. Okay, we're not going to, you know, sell the snake oil on a nightly basis. Um, but they can't do it because it's the only way to make good money. It's a great strategy. You promote the shit on the radio all the time. We've seen it a hundred times when I was in terrestrial radio. You know, you have mm-hmm. a guy who buys the airtime so he can talk about his seminar. That's coming up that week, and then he gets people down there, and he makes money at the seminar. So he gives them little tantalizations on the radio program. They did it at KPAM all the time. That's how they made most of their money. Okay, but mm-hmm. that was legitimate. This is that's just totally dangling legit. the carrot, you know. Right. Remember, remember the yeah, exactly. midnight half an hour commercials for no money down. You could buy all this real estate. You know, that's what these yes. guys are doing. That's, That's exactly what these what guys are doing. doing. Great, great point. So, uh, Angel hit it on the head. That's where we can we can make a difference. The people listening, you, you feel sometimes in this world that because you're an average Joe and you don't have a marketing budget, that you can't be heard. And the truth right. is, you can be heard, but with your wallet. So, good job, Angel. Thank you, thank you. I mean, look, the NFL is feeling it this uh, last uh, week and a half with uh, players not kneeling or kneeling or not going and showing yes. up for the national anthem. Ratings are down. The stadiums are empty. You know, they're feeling it. You know, when you want to actually make a difference, you could do that even without having to spend a penny. Hell, save money. Don't spend it on crap that you don't believe in, that you're yep. against, or that you know it's bullshit. You know, that's the way to do it. That's how you actually show them that you mean business. Because every time you go out there and you show up at one of these conventions for Corey Good or, or David Wilcox and you put your money in their pocket, you're just you're feeding the fuel. You're feeding their ego, and they're going to continue doing it, continue making money off of you. And, look, I'm not against people within the ufology community making money off selling their books or their research. That's fine. Do, you know, do your thing and make your money. I have no issues with promoting books. I do it all the time. It's, that's not the issue. The issue is when you're literally promoting a lie, a major hoax like the one these guys are doing. That's where you cross the line of, you know, uh, you cross that line that I just can't let you get away with as a, as not only a, a 
person who researches this field, but just as a human being, it's insulting. And it's insulting well, to the people who to believe add, this crap. Just to add to what you said, and I agree with everything again, which is uncanny. Amazing, isn't it? However, I must <laughs> add one other thing, is that we've seen in the past where the kind of speak that he's doing is not like John Edwards' frauds. We're talking about potentially dangerous cult-like Correct. stuff where people yep. might get hurt or worse. Well, I mean, how many times have we not seen it, Jesse, where this is how this starts and it ends up becoming a cult? Absolutely. And they've so. been quick to try to say that the uh, the folks over at Disclosure Now, which is the offshoot of SBA and mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, run by Roger Ramsier, I believe, and his folks – is that you know they're not culty and they're not that, but they come right out of the New Age community and they're all about the Book of One, which is right. channeled information and it is absolutely very culty sounding, all of it. Yep. So it's very very scary stuff potentially. When did we start right now chanting? It's just bad. What's that? We got, we got to start chanting One of Us, One of <laughs> Us. One yeah. of us. Well, I'll tell you what, if, if you're around somebody and you start chanting, the nighttime is the right time, the nighttime is the, the then you just run out of the room, just leave, because that's scary. <laughs> yes. Go, uh, go not ahead, to mention, a last word, and then I'm out of here, gents, um, is for all you horror buffs out there, the, uh, the um, Channel Zero second season is out. And, oh, man, yeah. First episode is a doozy. So go ahead and get it and watch it in the dark. Eat your popcorn. And don't worry about ufology, folks, because thanks to Angel, uh, PSN is still here and will be. Okay, I'm out of here, gents. We'll see you next week, huh? Thank you, sir. Have a good one, man. Always a pleasure. Take care. That is the world-famous Jesse Randolph from UFONOT Radio fame. And, of course... The one who is, I'm telling you, he is the leader of the New Guard. And uh, this is a guy who uh, has the voice for it, and he should uh, put more interest and focus on the, the YouTube side of things. And, uh, you know, we need to start airing these people out, other guy. We really do. I think that's a smart idea. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple other things I wanted to get to uh, news-wise. Uh, one of them is coming from uh, Open Minds. I don't know if you were uh, checking out the Open Minds uh, website earlier, but uh, there's a didn't report have a of... To. A reporter, and this just uh, came uh, really just uh, from the last 24 hours. A UFO attacked a car with a family of Australians, and the, the case is being investigated by U.S. by Australian authorities at the moment. And that says after 29, year, uh, 29 years, the witnesses decided to tell the details of the incident where they were attacked by UFOs when the family traveled by car. Wait, how long ago was this? Uh, it was 29 years ago, but they just came forward oh. now. So oh, safe okay. to say they don't have they they don't have any uh, big evidence smoking gun type of thing, but uh, let's yeah, see. It says, yeah, no. Uh, it says, uh, this is this case was investigated by Australian authorities near the small town of Mundrabilia. The head of the family who noted the unusual glow in the white yellow in the sky of this disc shaped object uh, said it was uh, the UFO began to pulsate in the vehicle as soon as it began to raise above the car. In the uh, he opened the window, which is again a big mistake. That's the Travis Walton mistake. Don't open the windows of the car doors and run out. Don't do that. Why do people keep doing that? But he said they opened the window into the cabin of the uh, car, started to get black uh, smoke in there a few seconds. Or minutes later, the car was thrown to the ground, and uh, it said he was shocked as this was happening. No kidding. 
The representative of the investigation team, uh, which investigated the incident, reported that the vehicle and the victims were uh, foot, uh, actually were footprints on the roof, which means they were on the roof of their car. Yeah, what kind of footprints, yeah. though? Which suggests there was uh, really uh, a pickup in the car, traces of those black carbon in the car. They described, uh, well... Basically, they, I guess they investigated it earlier, but they just never came forward with uh, the news on it. But if you go to openminds.tv, uh, there's a whole uh, big old article on it on there. Uh, why would you wait 29 years? And why would you come out with it if it's been yeah, 29 years? Yeah, something doesn't sound right with that. I'm sorry. i got to call it. I'm like, I'm uh, having a rough time believing it. I mean, I, it's interesting because there's a whole family in the car and they got attacked by something. Okay, that's fine. It's cool, but... Why don't you wait 29 years. years? Yeah, I mean, come on. At that point, why even come out with it? What's the point? I mean, there's no yeah, evidence there's... of any, any sort. I mean, there's another one of those, uh, well, clickbait. That's what this is. That... Yeah, yeah, I think it's clickbait. <laughs> they, they give you the article, you read it, and then the next thing you know, it's like a bunch of banners all over the place popping up. It's clickbait. It's another meaningless story, but it, hey, if a UFO attacks you, attack back. Right? That's yeah. right. Well, Sounds good. Yeah, why not? Uh, okay, last one, and then we have Blast to the A-Holes. Ooh, Coming I up. love that. Yeah, that's your favorite. Uh, this is uh, also uh, from Fox News, so this is a little bit more legit. Kind of, sort of. No? Maybe? Maybe. Well, uh, it says here, uh, Alien Hunters Discover UFO Highway Across America. And uh, this is by Emmy Perry over at Fox News. Oh, yeah, says, I saw that. You saw that? Your brother and sister alien hunting team has discovered a UFO highway across America along which hundreds of unexplained events have taken place, from cattle mutilations to alien abductions. Chuck Zakowski, one of our favorites, and uh, Debbie Zingelmeyer has spent years traveling across the U.S. investigating hundreds of UFO sightings and other paranormal occurrences. It was during the uh, one cattle mutilation investigation that Chuck realized that many of the unexplained events had, that he had looked into had taken place on the 37th latitude. Wow. How do you figure that one out? Uh, he called his sister, who noticed the same thing with her investigation in Missouri, and the pair began researching the phenomenon, discovering that there were clusters of unexplained events that take place across the same latitude line. The pair believed that the 37th latitude line is a kind of UFO paranormal highway along which extraterrestrial uh, crafts enter and exit the Earth. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I'm just not there yet on that one. Well, Sorry. Their theory uh, is now the subject of a book called The 37th Parallel. That's actually a cool name for book. a book. Like Gotta it. sell a book. Gotta sell right a book. Here. Actually, that will be a cool name for like a radio show, 37th Parallel Radio. No? Mm, no. Anyway, uh, the book is about to be uh, made into Hollywood blockbuster in a few months. That's right, because... That's, that's right, someone optioned the book. The make book, money. The book. Yes. This story just seems more real every time, uh, you know, it's further along I go here. Uh, Chuck told Sun Online, he says, Back in 2006, I was looking at my cattle mutilation investigations. There were huge similarities between them all. Most of them were laying on their right side. They're uh, laying east to west, and then I noticed a lot of them were on the 37th degree latitude. He said, and I quote, I called my sister. Must be on a ley line, maybe. Maybe. He said, and I quote, I called my sister at midnight, and I said, didn't you have a cat mutilation on the 37th degree latitude in Missouri? 
And she said yes. And we started looking more into it. We soon realized it wasn't just cattle mutilations. There were all kind of events. Dun, dun, dun. Now buy the book and read more. And learn the entire story. Yay! Check out Fox News. And we're going to post this on Facebook so you can read the entire article. It's pretty long of an article. And uh, we only have a few minutes before we have to get to our next segment. And, of course, we have a few minutes after that. So we have our guest on for the next hour, Mr. Brian J. L. Glass. So uh, post, I'm going to post this on Facebook.com forward slash Skywatchers Radio. So you can, read the, you can read the rest of the article. But basically, it's a, it just, it, it's interesting of a, of, uh, you know, of a theory that the 37th latitude on the planet could be some kind of a super intergalactic highway. Maybe. Interesting. Yeah. But, I, you know, they have to show me more evidence. I mean, it's just, it's a theory. Right. It's interesting. I, I'm not going to completely call Bat Squatch on, especially because I'll tell you what. Uh, you know, for for everything, uh, Chuck is a very cool guy, and uh, you know, Chuck Zakowski is a, is a cool dude, and uh, he's a, he's very reputable. So I'll give him credit on this one, and uh, and I'll say that I'll read more into it as uh, uh, you know as time goes on. And I'm definitely keeping my eye on this story because. You know, I mean, I'm going to check the book out. I'll read it. Definitely, give I'll it check a the movie out. Give it I'll a give it a chance. I'll see the movie, but I want to see how you know further the investigation goes into this uh, with their research, uh, because if maybe they're maybe they are onto something. Maybe who knows? So, check that out. Thirty seventh latitude. All right. Silence right. from the other guy. It left you speechless, huh? Yes, it did. Uh, have no yeah. Finally, something left him speechless. Speechless, yeah. That's like now. bad timing there, speechless. Yeah, I don't know what that was all about. But guys, now we have our next segment, and this is uh, the other guy's favorite, Blast to the A-Holes. Go for it. That's right. Let's go. You ready? Go for it. Oh, yeah, here we go. Last video the whole time. Uh, ah, here we go. First one's coming from a gentleman named Lonnie. At least I, I assume it's a guy named Lonnie. Nowadays, it could be a girl named Lonnie. You never know. True. You never know. Uh, Lonnie wants to know, he says, Would you guys go uh, on a one-way trip to explore the solar system if given the chance? Hmm, it depends who I could take with me. Okay, that's a good answer. Yeah, I mean, it, say you could take your family, uh, you know, your your girl, kids, you know, your right, family. Right, yeah. If I could take more, you know, if I could take, you know, someone that I want to perpetuate the species with uh, off this planet, sure, yeah. Here's the problem with that theory, though. You take right. your wife and your two kids, for example, right? Right. How are you going to uh, procreate a, a species? It's going to be a little bit of a... Inbreeding going on there, buddy? Well, alien genetics should help me solve that problem with all their genetic manipulation. How about that? that yeah, how, how did that work for Adam and Eve, huh? Um, a couple of random white people thrown in the jungles of Africa, and, you know, they, you know, they had perfectly delicious white skin, and they started to mate. Delicious white skin? Are you a cannibal or something? You never know, but they were they mated, and then all of a sudden you have you know white people, black people, Asian people, 
you know, Malaysian people, Cubans, Puerto Ricans, you have all kinds That's of people. That's what I'm saying. There was some genetic Jewish people. It, it was crazy. From these two white folks came all this diversity. And yet, after all this inbreeding, very few retards are born, which is amazing, considering the amount of inbreeding that's been taking place over the millennia for Adam well, and Eve today. I, I, I'm just, you know, I... Now, are you I, ready to be I, I, I the Adam to the Eve? Say. Are you ready to be the Adam and Eve of the the trip here? Would yeah, you do that? It depends who I'm with. Okay, well, I would say take more than just your wife. I'd say take a couple of uh, extra ladies that are not... Yeah, yeah, that related. sounds like a good idea, yeah. yeah I'll do that. Me? Yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah, I think that's a much better idea than just... Yeah. Hey, if you're the king of the castle, you and five ladies, now we're yep, talking... There's, there's enough genetic diversity there, yeah, sure. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good for that, I'm down for that. But I am the only male... I guess to go on this trip. No, so, right. uh, look, seriously, I would definitely be up for it and if uh, I was ever asked uh, by NASA or whatever group to uh, go on one of these trips. I'd be totally down with it. Uh, you know, uh, I'd have to again, you know, take a diverse amount of women with me, to, you know, to make this happen. If we're going to procreate, if that's the case, now if they just want me to go on a trip, which is not to procreate. It's just it's to just go out there just around the block a little scientific bit. research and that's it. But it's a one way trip. You're never going to come home. You're going to be traveling throughout the solar system for the rest of your life because it takes years to get to these planets, right? So chances are you're not coming back. So you're going to go in and and you know go around the the uh, universe or, the, or not even the universe, just our solar system, just this little pocket of our, our existence. And you're going to travel around the planets, the moons, to visually see and record you know something for mankind that's never been done because as much as we've seen with pictures and telescopes we've never visually seen another planet with our eyes other than the moon and that's subject to ridicule and subject to you know debate because well people think we never went to the moon so you know there's that so we got to keep that in mind but we've never set you know we never set foot on pluto or mars or any of these other worlds so think about it this would be that one mission you're the guy just you there's no, there'll be no other person or maybe a wife just to keep you company so you're not totally bored out of your existence. Right. I but that's it. it. Just just you and another person and a little room in case a little, you know, you guys have a little one. But, you know, really, if you're going on a mission like this, I wouldn't suggest having kids if this is the case. You know, so you should be spayed and neutered, you and whoever goes with you. And uh, so you have no kids born on this trip, but you'll, you'll be able to have as much sex as you want in space. And this will be your, your little way to give back to humanity. I would totally be up for that. Yeah, so am I. I'm, I'm cool with that. Let's go. So, let's sign me know, up. Who, who do I got to talk to to get this taken care of? Um, I think either NASA or Elon Musk. Ooh, I don't know if I trust Elon <laughs> Musk on that one. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's well, tough. But I do trust him more than NASA. Yeah, probably. I would say you're right. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, never a straight answer, my friend. So uh, there you go, Lonnie. That's your answer for both of us. I, I'd be totally up for it, man. I, I'll tell you. Why not? Yeah, sure. Let's go for it. All right. Now, What's Tracy, uh, this definitely, well, Tracy could be a guy or a woman again. Very uh, interesting names this week. Uh, have either of you seen the show People of Earth? What the hell do you think of it? It's so good. I love the show. I really do. I've seen all the episodes. I think it's hilarious and brilliant at the same time. 
you know, it's funny because I get a lot of emails about this show. Funny enough, I think I've read another email a few weeks back uh, with somebody else asking me uh, something about this show. Uh, I love this show. It's uh, hysterical, uh, very, very I, witty, I very brilliant. funny. Uh, brilliant. It's uh, definitely a word for it. The acting is phenomenal by everybody. Uh, it's one of the, I think it's one of the best shows on TV right now. One of the best comedy shows, without a doubt, on TV. And uh, if you haven't seen it, go right now. And, well, not right now. Right after this show. Uh, you know, tomorrow. Go to Netflix, find it, torrent it, do whatever you got to do. I think it's on do. Hulu, but not Netflix. I don't know if it's on on Netflix or not. Well, find it wherever you have to find it. Do whatever you got to do. Buy the DVD if it's out for the season one and get caught up. It is awesome. And, yeah, it's uh, a great you show. Love it. It's a great show. So, I mean, uh, it must be good enough to get a second season, which it's on right now. So, yeah, I know, think it's going to actually be renewed for a third right. season. I think they renewed it for a third season, too, so. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, if there's intrigue, there's comedy, there's there's aliens, and uh, yeah, they just ended their second season. Ah, so good. All right, what else you got? All right, what's our next, next what's one? Our next is coming in. Uh, this one has to be a guy, Eddie. Huh? Okay. I, I know you, Eddie. All right, Eddie wants to know. Uh, do you believe in the power of prayer? I'm an atheist, but I still think there is something to it. What do you think? Other guy? I think that the human mind can affect physical things around it enough to some degree. Uh, there's been studies about prayer or meditation on an issue or a topic or something um, that can be quantifiable. Uh, it was a real, someone showed me a really, really interesting study about, um, a group of people that were studying the, um, effects of coin flipping. And normally okay. it should be almost 50-50, but a group of people were focusing and meditating on tails. And when it turns out, when the group of people were focusing on that, that it turned out statistically that it was 85 or 86 percent tails and the other 15 percent heads when they were focusing on it. Um, I think there's, I think, I think prayer has the ability to affect the reality around us. I truly do. You know, I'm with you, but, because uh, but it... I don't know if, it, but I don't know if it's just prayer. I think it's the intent. I think it's the law of attraction, and here is why why I think that. And I think there is something to prayer. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm ag- I'm agnostic. I'm you know almost atheist at this point to be honest. But uh, I'm agnostic. You know, I, I I hope there is something else out there that is higher than we are. Because goddamn, if we we're it, shit. I mean, let me tell you. But um, yeah, it's, it won't be pretty if we're if we're it. Literally, it won't be pretty. Uh, but you know, with that said, um, you know. I think there is some to prayer because it, it goes back to again uh, the power of awareness, the power of attraction, the law of attraction, the secret. And uh, if you believe the secret, if you if you've seen the movie or read the book, and you believe there is some to the laws of attraction, that's what prayer kind of is. Because when you're praying, you're praying to yeah, you're praying to your God, whatever that deity might be, but you're praying for something good to happen to you or to your relative, or you're you're, you're trying to attract a positive thing towards you. Right. So you're attracting your that attraction is the power of attraction. So literally, you're praying, you're attracting some kind of energy towards you, which will lead either a positive or a negative. But 
you know, a lot of times I've seen where it does lead to more positive things. Even Art Bell, back in, you know, I think the 90s or early 2000s, at one point I uh, had an experiment with his audience where they were, like, uh, concentrated and, and kind of pray for an event to happen, and a lot of the times it, things happened to the point that it scared the, the bejesus out of him, and he stopped doing it because he just figured uh, we're messing with powers and, and forces that, you know, really we shouldn't be messing with uh, here, and uh, he just stopped doing it. Which, right. Art, you know, Art had a brilliant way of selling things, so I don't know if maybe he was just trying to sell, uh, you know, this uh, little gimmick or, or trying to sell this, like, little experiment a little further than what it was, but uh, I remember those uh, radio shows, and I remember him talking about uh, the audience doing this for rain or doing that to cause, you know, things to happen in certain areas of the planet and things happened so again laws of attraction i do believe there is something to that and uh you know i i pray sometimes myself and i'm not again i'm not a, a religious person and i usually see myself praying but i don't pray to god i'm not i don't sit there and be like uh dear jesus uh dear god uh dear lord see i, I don't pray like that i i just i sit there and i, I just have a conversation with the cosmos basically and I leave it at that, you know, and whatever comes from that comes from that, and I don't even talk to it being like a person, you know, I just say, hey, listen, uh, whatever is out there, and I just go into conversation, and I have my own way of doing it, and I think even, it doesn't matter how you do it, you're still trying to get that attraction your way, and that is part of the secret, and uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about when I say the secret, by the way, guys, uh, there's a, a good book you should read. It's called The Secret. Check it out. Uh, go to YouTube, download the video. Yeah, that's a uh, couple. Of, that's a couple of. Uh, it's almost a decade old, actually. Yeah, yeah, but uh, believe it or not, a lot of folks don't know anything about The Secret. It's been around for about a decade now. So yeah, uh, yeah, I suggest everybody check that book out. When I first uh, heard of uh, of The Secret, I was like, "Wow, this is uh, interesting. It's a big ass book." Uh, is there a video for this? Uh, yeah, The Secret had a video as well. <laughs> And I was damn thankful for that. I mean, that's a big ass book. Just saying. Yeah, pretty big book. Yeah, it, it, yeah. There's definitely uh, a video as well, and yeah, it's out there. All right, oh guys, that's all the time we have for uh, Blast to the A Holes. Uh, we actually ran over a minute here. We're gonna have our guest Brian J L Glass in a second here. So uh, there you go. That's the last one. We will be right back in a few seconds. Uh, no, actually, Sounds a few good. minutes with our guest. Brian Glass. So stick around. This is PSN Radio. Of course, you're listening to Skywatchers Radio Live. That's right, folks. We are live. Unlike some of those chunks pre-record. We don't pre-record. None of that nonsense. Nope. Nope, we don't, actually. We're live. And we'll be right back. California Gold Rush of the 1850s, secret societies, 
coded messages, mysterious 19th century flying machines, and an early 20th century outside artist named Charles A. A. Delshaw all have in common? The Secrets of Delshaw by Dennis Crenshaw and Pete Navarro. Go to www.secretsofdelshaw.com to learn more. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Have you heard Mac Maloney lately? In your military career, did you ever see anything that came close to an unusual UFO sighting or? No. Holy s***. <laughs> that was the yeah. 10 seconds of uh, No. What are you that was so convincing. Yeah. What are you trying to say there? Well, UFO is an innocuous term. That's the worst fucking denial I've ever heard. And you know flying Mac Maloney's Military X-Files, Friday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern on the public streaming radio network. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction, are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. Celebrity Fragrances. They're everywhere. First, it was Elizabeth Taylor with Passion. Then came actress Linda Evans with Crystal. And Cher with her outrageous perfume, Uninhibited. Then superstar Elizabeth Taylor came out with another perfume, Notorious. Now Liz has gotten together with the first lady-to-be, Hillary Clinton, to introduce a new perfume. Introducing the first celebrity perfume of the Clinton administration. It's part Liz and part Hillary, part Notorious and part Mrs. Clinton. It's Hillary's Clintorious. <laughs> Hillary's Clintorious. <laughs> Nothing smells quite like it. <laughs> Holy mackerel, what's that smell? That's my Clintorious. Clintorious. Available at Fine Cosmetics Counties, the post office, and at most bait and tackle shops. <laughs> Look for the red dinghy decanter. It's hard to find, but worth the search. Clintorious. As Hillary Clinton says, this stuff makes that slut Jennifer Flowers smell like a hot tuna casserole. <laughs> Nothing smells quite like Clintorious. Smell it? Huh. I can't even find it. Is that it? That's not it. Where the hell is it? Clintorious. Give it to her by the bottle or give it to her in her very own decorative pink box. Oh. Greetings. My name is Spud Goodman, and I am, in fact, a talk show host. 
But the Spud Goodman Show is more than just a talk show. Spud and his temporary co-host, Gerald. It's temporary permanent co-host. Super. Interview celebrities. Welcome live musical guests. Present fascinating feature segments. And take calls from an assortment of unique callers. Should I laugh now? And you can catch the Spud Goodman Show Sundays at 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on PSN Radio. That is messed up, y'all. everybody welcome back to Skywatchers Radio live again as I always say on PSN-radio.com we're not like other shows we actually participate live with you we don't pre-record this stuff guys open lines as always if you want to come in and uh, join the, on the fun ask questions to ourselves or our guests who's going to be with us in a few seconds here 786-245-8127 across the board it's open lines so please call in and uh, ask away now the gentleman joining us tonight is uh, somebody who's actually an award winner, and we don't have that on the show very often, uh, Alan. Uh, that doesn't happen. No, we, do, we don't have that luxury usually. Often, but we're talking about a gentleman here who's a two-time Harvey Award winner. He is the uh, the author of the Mice Templars. Uh, he has uh, one of the coolest superhero books out there called Furious. He's worked for Marvel. I mean, he's done he's done just about everything that I've had wet dreams about doing in my entire life. This man has actually accomplished it, and I can only dream about these things. He's done it. He's a hell of a nice guy. He's been across the board uh, super nice and uh, generous with me the entire time I've known him, and uh, it's been always a pleasure to interact with him whenever I had a chance. But the coolest part of all, guys, is, is. not only... Not only the fact that he's a gentleman and a scholar, and I'm kissing his butt because it's all true, but the the coolest thing is he was on a show that we do, you know, it's uh, the roundtable show we do on Sunday nights uh, a couple years back, and he dropped a bombshell on me, which blew my mind, because I knew about this, and I knew that this was a kind of a joke when it happened, but I didn't know that it was him, and when he told me on air that, oh yeah, I'm that guy, I was like, are you serious? Are you serious? And he was serious. And to this day, it's, uh, that never has escaped me. The one that I was speaking to, the famous Area 51 caller on Art Bell's show in the 90s. And when he laid it out there and he did the voice and he did the Art Bell call, uh, literally, I, I, I had any hair on my left. Does any anybody left have my a head copy? The guy. Do we have a copy of that call? Anywhere? Oh, I, I, have, I have it, and I'm going to play uh, a clip here uh, in a second, Alan, before we get him on the air. Uh, but let me tell you, if I had any hair left on my head, I would have pulled every one of those you know, suckers out just so, from the sheer uh, you know, amazement of the fact that this is that guy. Because even I, knowing that I heard him call back later on and admit that it was all a ruse and it was all a joke, to this day, uh, to that day, I was like, well, maybe it wasn't a joke. Maybe 
he was kind of like forced to call back and say it was a joke because the Area 51 folks made him, you know, do it because they they wanted to hush him up and quiet him, quiet the whole situation down because he was so real and, you know, I, I held on to that hope. But then he spoke to me and I was like, nope, yeah, it was all a joke. In fact, it was so real, I'm going to play the clip on the air so you guys can hear it uh, live and uncut. Here we go. Let's... I, I, I don't have a whole lot of uh, time. Um... Well, look, let's begin by finding out whether you're using this line properly or not. Uh, Area 51. Yeah, um, that's right. Were you an employee or are you now? I, a former employee. Former um, employee. I, I, I was let go on a medical discharge about a week ago, and and <laughs> I, I've kind of been running a, across the country. Um, oh, man, I don't know where to start. They're, uh, they're, they're going to... Um, they'll triangulate on this position really, really soon. So um, you can't spend a lot of time on the phone, so give us something quick. Okay, um, um, okay, well, what we're thinking of as, as aliens are, they're, uh, they're, they're extra-dimensional beings that an earlier precursor of the, um, space program made contact with, uh, they they are not what they claim to be. Uh, they have infiltrated a lot of uh, uh, a lot of aspects of, of of the military establishment, particularly the Area 51. Uh, the, the disasters that are coming. They the, the military. I'm sorry. The, the government knows about them, and there's a lot of safe areas in this world that they could begin moving the population to now aren't but they're not doing they're not doing anything they are not they want the major population centers wiped out so that the, the few that are left will be more easily controllable discharge But there's a little bit more, isn't there? Wow, there's more, but just to, to clarify, that's you, Brian. Hello, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> I, this is, this is the call that lives on and on and on. We just, uh, acknowledged the 20th anniversary of it on, ironically, September 11th. <laughs> wow. Talk about yeah. ironic dates. Now, I mean, this this has lingered in ufology for many, many years, for 20 years now. You know, folks believe this still. Even today, there are people who will debate me. Even though I know you, they'll debate me and say, no, 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 no. Government conspiracy, that's a real deal call, man. That's the real. Right. The, the, I, acting, I, 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 the acting was spot on. Let me tell you, you, you should win a third award. I know you got a two Harvey Awards. You deserve an Oscar for that performance, my friend. That was brilliant. I gotta ask, what motivated you in the first place to do it? Okay, well, at at the time, um, like th there's uh, sheer yeah. boredom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we segue here into this realm of like people go, oh, well, was it fake? Did you pull this great con job? A lot of people don't like. A lot of people listen to the call out of context, and the context was that Art Bell used to do these what he called these specialty line nights. And one night, yes. it, was, yep. it was time traveler line. And 
he would have just like he would isolate one line coming into his show and say, tonight it's time travelers. And so he would answer every single call. Like, are these really time travelers calling into the Art Bell show? But his his professionalism, his showmanship as a radio host, he would pick up every call and say and treat that caller like they are a time traveler. And you would get these fantastic stories. And then one night he did a vampire line. And he got both vampires and vampire hunters. <laughs> and the, these mythologies spun out. I would love, Brian, I would love when he would have like the time traveler lines and you yeah. would have like callers from like, you know, 200 years in the future. And it's like, when you hear them, they're, they have like the deepest southern accent, like, you know, like, yeah. you can tell it's just some hick from like, you know, Alabama or something like Yeah, cause uh, I'll tell you what, I'm from uh, 200 years in the future and, uh, I reckon, I mean, really, 20 years in the future, we're still saying things like, I reckon. The future is southern. <laughs> and so the south the- rose again in one. <laughs> <laughs> so on the night that, that I called in, uh, I had actually attempted uh, to call in during the vampire line when I had heard he had, uh, like, vampire hunters, and I thought, I'm going to play this distraught vampire who actually wants the hunters to find him and kill and, him yeah, and, and 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 do me in because as a vampire I can't take my own life and blah 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 and I w- I would be working on comics late at night and I was a huge Art Bell fan I'd listen to the show and I tried on Vampire Night and I couldn't get through and at, at the same time, while I'm working on uh, sci-fi comics with Mike Oming, I, we did this book in the 90s called Ship of Fools about madmen in space. At the same time, I was doing this theater production with a church theater group about a man in a mental institution. It was called Asylum. So I'm, I'm performing this... I'm performing weekly uh, on weekends this this frazzled, uh, anxiety-driven individual. And at the same time, I'm working on this comic whose backstory is about how humanity got sold out in the, in the 1950s. It got sold out to these beings. And now in the future, humanity is like the white trash of the galaxy. So I'm working on that. I'm doing this show. I couldn't get through on Vampire Line. And Art just, Art says one night, yeah, we're doing Area 51 employee line. And I thought, I can do the persona from the show that I've been doing. Uh, kind of like the, the fractured, stuttery voice that, oh, 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 they're going to triangulate on my car. <laughs> and, and I got at my fingertips, cause I'm working on this storyline, Ship of Fools, with this backstory about how humanity got sold out. And I thought like, all right, between the two, if, if, if I get on this time, uh, I can sell it. And it was never intended to be quote, a hoax. It wasn't intended to be, oh, I'm going to fool Art Bell. It was part of Area 51 employee line. And a week before, he had done Time Traveler line. It was part of the regular part of his show. 
And what made it this, the reason we're still talking about it 20 years later is that like what 60 seconds into my call, the, the right, the, the, the signal cuts out and history yep. is made. If, if that, if, if the signal had not gone out, it would have been one of the more interesting Art Bell calls. And I'd have been very proud of that. But that satellite outage, if indeed it was a satellite, and I mean, at this point, who knows? Uh, I, I mean, I've had, I've had coincidences of coincidences. I've had private conversations with Keith Rowland uh, of Dark Matter, and I've brought that up, and he swore to me in private. He told me, "No, the satellites went out." I mean, Art was not kidding. Uh, that's what spooked Art at, to begin with, because the satellites literally like went offline, and um, they, that's never happened to him before or since. Yeah. So when he tells me that, I'm thinking like, all right, th- this is happening. There's some guy in Area 51 who's an Arpel fan, probably listening in like he always does, because you know they're <laughs> they're told they have to listen into the show and they became fans. Because I'm pretty sure that happened back then. You know, you're researching people that are talking about the subject. If you're, you know, uh, whether you're an employee at Area 51 or you work for the government or whatever, I'm pretty sure they were keeping tabs on what was going on on the Arpel show back then. So somebody in the government was listening in, and they were listening to what was going on. They were like. This actually sounds real, uh, Captain, uh, General. Uh, what should we do here? Knock the satellite off the air. This cannot go on. And I'm pretty sure that conversation took place somewhere because that just does not happen. I mean, yeah. that is a bizarre event. Yeah, that falls in. It falls into the theory I have that I call the itchy trigger finger. Yes. Because of the nature of Art Bell's show and how popular he was at that point in time, that I actually believe that there was someone in the, in the NSA or somebody somewhere in some official capacity whose job it was was to listen to the damn thing and that if on any particular night anything that seemed too close to the truth, you just hit a little button. And you hit a button, and a satellite moves, and bam, problem taken care of. And then on that particular night, like, ah, uh, well, what, what's happening? What's, what's going down? Uh, uh, I, let, let's finally hit the button. <laughs> Can you imagine? I mean, because the acting is so spot on, Brian. That when you're, if they're listening to this thing, and I mean, they have to, you know, the, the the one thing that has to be going through their mind, if any of this is actually clicking with what reality is, they have to be cringing and just tearing out their nails, uh, you know, asking, should we press the button? What, what do we do? Oh, my God. I mean, they're, they're, you must have set so many people in panic mode within those 60 seconds of that phone call, uh, right. which led to that. I mean, that's a, an amazing job by you. <laughs> Thank you. I remember that, that that particular night ended up being one of the most anxiety-ridden nights of my life. <laughs> uh, I, I kept trying to call Mike Oming, and like because I knew he also would listen. But at the time, he he had a newborn son, and he would listen to art on tape delay. He had one of those those. This was pre-digital age. He had like yeah. one of these one of these machines that would record. Long stretches of talk radio, and he'd be listening to it the next day while he while he was working. But I, I right after the all the the craziness happened, I called him at home. I, I'm in Philadelphia at the time. He's living over the over the bridge in New Jersey, 
And I call him and like, oh, Mike, Mike, you there? You won't believe. Like, I just, that, that thing that just happened, that was me, dude. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and he, I got his answering machine and he never picked up. Well, ultimately, I ended up leaving like 10 to 15 messages on his answering machine. And he later, he gave me the micro cassette of all of my calls to him. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Did we lose him? Uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. We lost him. Oh, no. It happened It happened again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, are you there? I think you should try calling him again. Oh, goodness. This is funny. Uh, all right, let's try it again. Satellites did not go out, internet's still up, but uh, we literally just lost Brian mid-sentence. Yeah, that's that's a little weird. I'm telling you, maybe this guy has something around <laughs> him. Uh, maybe he, maybe he's the uh, the stooge uh, now. He's the, uh, the the call wasn't really him, and he's just playing the character of the guy who made the call. Oh, I think his internet went down altogether because he just went offline. Oh wow. Okay. Um, yeah. That's not a good sign. <laughs> that's a, no. Tell me you're kidding me. Really? No, I I'm, I'm, <laughs> I wish I was. I'm dead serious. If I hear this in the morning, uh, FBI, I'm gonna be terrified. I'm terrified right now. Uh well, it's okay. I I got a nice little phone call from the ATF the other week. So. Oh, I, well, knowing you, I'd believe it. Yeah, <laughs> just my luck. You know? Oh, yeah, they just want my attention again. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to get him back on the line here, but uh, it doesn't look like it's going to uh, work anytime soon. I think he has to uh, get back on Skype. I don't know. He was having Skype issues earlier, but everything was working fine until we got deep into this conversation. Us. Yeah. Right. Yeah, In fact, he, he did call back into the Art Bell show and... Um, I have that clip, which is a couple minutes long, and I want to play that real quick. Let's play uh, So you can listen to him calling back and admitting that, yeah, I'm that guy, and uh, I'm so-and-so, and he talks about it with our, on air. And even after that, folks, even after the man goes live on air, admits that it was all a joke, people still don't believe him. People still believe it. People still think this is a legit phone call. So uh, let's call. This is the Area 51 caller calls back. Out to Art Bell. Let's play that real quick. We'll be right back on Skywatchers Radio, hopefully, with Brian J. Old Glass on the line again. Wait a second. That didn't work. What the hell? I'm telling you, just, you know, all these phone calls, uh, you know, this is not a good situation here. This is <laughs> a little I think I'm Twilight gonna... zone here. All right, I'm going to re-encode That's this file. That's the Twilight Zone. What? That was not the Twilight Zone theme. No, no. Well, well, I, I don't even remember what the Twilight Zone theme would sound like. Yeah. Do some spooky like that. Yeah. Yo. Okay, hey. There he goes. All yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, please, uh, let me just nip. I have no <laughs> idea what anyone's been saying. There's no contrivance here. We've got spotty internet here at the Glass House. That's what I was figuring, but I was trying to like sell it as you know the government was coming after you. Oh yeah, they're, they're <laughs> always after me. They're triangulating on this call as we speak. We're, we're like, I don't know, man. There's something going on with uh, with dude here because this keeps happening. You know, satellites are taking off here. He uh-huh. disappears from calls. <laughs> <laughs> you just lucked out. I'm telling you, man. 
Uh, uh, well, I don't know where I was in the, in the tale, but I'll just you you take it and I'll I'll pick up as as we go. Oh, we're 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 glad to have you back. We're about to actually play the uh, clip of you calling back into Art Bell, but uh, you know, tell us about that because you did call back into the Art Bell show, and um, you know there was a conversation there where you told Art, "Hey, uh, I'm that guy." Yeah, yeah. What what I can say about that, uh, and you you hear it in my voice in the call, so I'll, I'll kind of set it up, and then you can actually hear it. Uh, of course, the night the night that it all happened, I was desperately trying to get in. And this was 1997. Me and I, I was at that point, I had come back home to live with my parents. It, the call I can literally say in September 1997 was made from my parents' basement. Oh, the shame. Um, so I'm there and we did not have internet. Uh, we did not have my home computer hooked up online, which is now like, standard for everyone in the civilized world today, or at least it feels that way. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so how how I was doing any of my uh, email or online activity, I was uh, getting on a, a, a trolley, well, actually taking the, the, the Philadelphia uh, SEPTA system L to uh, – 69th Street and getting on it, if people from the area will know exactly what I'm talking about. And then I would get onto a trolley, the 11 trolley in Center City. And uh, actually, I said there was a way to get there from 69th Street, but I would get off in Center City. Sorry if I'm confusing things here. Uh, so I had two ways to get to my brother's house, where on his computer, I would do the lettering for my 1990s comics. So Ship of Fools at the time was being lettered at my brother's house in the suburbs of Philadelphia. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's like the night that the thing occurs, well, all I can try to do is call Art back live. And like that that night, like who knew what was happening? I, I jokingly said later, I half expected to see like, public utility vehicles outside my house <laughs> suddenly doing work on the street the next day. And I was, I, I was going to walk up to them and say, Hey, I'm, I'm the reason you're here. But, uh, <laughs> so, so I just kept trying. So you caused the power outage and tear the power down the whole neighborhood. I'm going to have you arrested, sir. That would have been the answer. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, have you had over the years, over the last two decades, have you had, uh, anybody at all from like, a government agency or anybody uh, from uh, you know anywhere come up to you and, and be like, hey, uh, you know, are you this person? And has that happened at all? Or? I I don't think anything officially. I I I think they they pulled up NSA pulled up whatever file was available and they went, oh my god, this guy's just a schlub. He writes comic books. <laughs> There's, yeah, he has no hotline. Uh, Nothing to see here. Move along, folks. No, pretty much, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> if we ignore him, it'll all go away 20 yeah. years later. That's yeah, funny, so man. I just, Getting back, I, so I, I tried calling Art that night, and it was just chaos. And there was no way that I could get in. And then I guess it was sometime after Art Art said to some other caller online that he begins his prep pre-show 
like maybe 10 minutes before he would go on air, he would, uh, he would take calls and they, you, you could talk to him, but it wasn't anything that was live. Right. So I made, I made that effort to communicate and I, I had a pretty cool conversation, but I also understood his position. He had like a thousand people claiming, <laughs> claiming to be the guy and he was deluged with emails of people claiming they were the guy. And he had no clue when I'm calling in, do I have a recording device and I'm going to secretly like unravel art and get him to say something. Right. So, he he was in a very delicate position. How were you able to validate it for him? It, were you uh, able to? Uh, how I ultimately was able to do it was our phone bill came in. And there on the phone bill was the call on that date at that time to Pahrump, Nevada. And I ended up sending it to him. So that was my validation. I literally sent him my phone bill. uh but again like he's dealing with this global radio audience and people people are going to make of it what they will I've, i've equated it with with a religious belief and the moment like people listen to that show or years later they've listened to recordings and it it's made a very personal connection with them oh yeah and and then all of a sudden, this guy comes along and says, "Oh yeah, that's that's me. That's me. I'm the guy." And like, oh, and they're they're I'm attacking their belief system. And so you get people that get really, really angry, and mm-hmm. you get people that enter extreme denial. Uh, one one of the things I find incredibly ironic is, despite the performance, the Area Fifty One caller actually speaks it with my natural cadences. And people listening in can determine for themselves, like, yeah, I, 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 um, I, 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 I could be, I, I, I could be doing uh, the, the, this guy, but when I'm coherent, the Area 51 caller talks the way I talk, and right. every everyone that actually knows me, family, friends, professional colleagues that have had day by day interactions with me, they listen to the call and they go. Oh my God, that's Brian. It's like there's no suddenly no doubt what whatsoever. <laughs> I've, I've never made any money off it. So after these opportunities to talk privately with Art, and like he he never conceded anything. I understand that the the position. Uh, I'm also like he doesn't know who I am. Like what what am I what am I looking to do? And I remember at the time in the late nineties. Uh, he was having other difficulties with like some, some rivals and there were there were problems that uh, ultimately drove him to one of his early what his earliest retirement and like so who am i i'm i'm this guy claiming to be the area 51 caller or what i'm just one more harassment in his life and right. i didn't be that cuz i really respected him i loved the show and i loved how he handled the show so ultimately, like, okay, more time goes by and I decide, like, well, like, wow, the call lives on and on and on and he's got, 
he's got reverse speech on the call and he's got remote viewing <laughs> on the call. Like it's like this has become a gold mine for him and I'm still struggling to get work. Right. Please, is, is there some way? And you're the and you're the star of the show there because literally you're the I'm, caller. I'm the anonymous star of the show, and like, is there anything that can happen? And so I just thought, like, I, I'm gonna occasionally, I'm gonna keep trying to get through. And one one time I got in, and it was the quote. Area 51 caller returns and like you can't capture lightning in the bottle twice. And that one really didn't work. And I I pretended to be the the 51 caller from a hospital and Mm -hmm. it just, I I wanted art to ask probing questions that would take me from my medicated quote, medicated calm to, oh my God, out like we would re- recreate it all and out would come all the craziness and I would create the sounds of people trying to restrain me and blah, blah, blah. And we never, <laughs> we never even got to that point because like Art just realized that ah, there's nothing happening here. He didn't want to come across like the pressuring, the pressuring interrogator and the call just ended. And right. so, a couple of more months went by, and again, I just thought, well, let me try. And when I say, like, that call you hear on the air, that's like the fifth night that I tried to get in. And finally I get in, and I experience that moment I talk about at the beginning where, like, he says, hi, you're on the air, and the phone hmm. disconnects. And, like, inwardly, wow. I'm like, paranoid going so like does does art not want me to call in does he have caller id and when he saw it was brian in philadelphia that uh oh no no can't take that i know it's you yeah yeah and it's like because he's not my buddy and i'm not hanging out and we're not we're, we're not confabbing in any way uh i'm really really nervous and like well i'm gonna damn the torpedoes full speed ahead and i i go for it again and i got through and that is that's the setup for the voice that you hear in the the quote confession call and my whole hope was that art would give me a platform to at least talk about my books but no, it was just whether or not Brian with an I, and I'm Brian with a Y, right? <laughs> whether Brian was really the guy or not, and I <laughs> attempted to recreate. So if you want to, yeah, so that's it. That's my long-winded preamble. <laughs> okay. And uh, let's you. play that. <laughs> Here we go. We're going to play that call uh, it's just you're on the air. Hi, Art. Uh, this is Brian. Hi, Brian. Hello. You didn't disconnect me before, did you? Were you on earlier tonight? Uh, no, not um. Towards the end of the last hour, you said uh, uh, east of the Rockies, you're on the air, and your voice was immediately replaced by the operator saying your party has not connected. Oh, uh, well, see, as you can now tell, I don't screen calls. So right. what happened, obviously, was that I answered the phone just at the very instant that you had been ringing as long as they were going to let you ring. Yeah. And so that occurs, obviously, sometimes I go to a line and... 
it's uh, dead and nobody's there, and that's what's happened. You know, we just were right. on the cusp there. Anyway, I'm glad uh, you made it back through. Yeah, you got all my paranoia buttons uh, running. I always get very nervous when when I call you. Uh, I'm Brian. I hung up on you last week. Oh, I see. And uh, I just figured, damn the torpedoes. Uh, I'll just do this and let the chips fall where they will. All right. Um, everybody, I am the Area 51 caller. Um, that's that's my statement, and let you or whatever tear it apart. <laughs> you you claim you're the Area 51. I I am the man. How do you account for the fact, Area 51 caller? Okay. That part of the way through your spiel, the satellite went down. I have no idea, and it scared the heebie-jeebies out of me that night. <laughs> uh, I've called a number of times on your specialty line nights doing different you know, kind of wacky characters, and that's all that one was supposed to be. And uh, if the call had been completed, it would have been ancient history by now. Has it, has it occurred to you, as uh, Barbara Marks Hubbard suggested tonight, that perhaps, if you're really what you say you are, you created the reality of the rest of the situation and took down my satellite. That scares the heebie-jeebies out of me because it means that what I was saying was somehow correct and it was fabrication kind of creating you know, creating a reality. Yeah. Reality. Yeah. Which is exactly what I said earlier. I mean, I think you... you, you manifested a reality you had somebody listen to me and they're like oh uh, snap this is uh this is real this is real oh yeah <laughs> because i'm telling you you know the acting was so good and I, look this is a few years removed and not too long removed from the bob lazar you know uh confession if you want to call it that and uh you know they were already uh stuff that they had been working on you know the mirage man movie talked about what they did to um paul benowitz uh, out there and you know in the the area so i mean there's really a lot of stuff that was going on in that time period and then you call in and you sound like like somebody like a bob lazar would if they're actually like just trying to escape and they're really like after them and a lot of people believe bob lazar and do believe that there's stuff going on every 51 and uh so even when you call in there you can you can hear an arch voice like he wants to believe you but at the same time he's like damn it i don't want to believe him this is so good <laughs> Well, and none of that takes away from what knocked the satellite out. And that right. that's, continues to this day. It's like pe people will congratulate me for pulling a hoax or they'll be angry at me that, like, either I'm destroying their fantasy or, <laughs> or yeah, or that somehow, like, oh, what, ufology, and this is such an important topic, and why did I do this? And it's like... It's all your fault. It's all your fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah, burn, burn me an effigy. I, there's images of me online all over the place. Uh, but, but the reality is it was part of his... Stick. yeah. Yeah, it, it wasn't just like, oh my god, I'm, I'm gonna really pretend to be this guy. No, I'm calling in on Area 51 employee night. And I mean, let's, be, let's be honest, uh, listeners, uh, do you really think that Art Bell, when he had these special lines open, like from time travelers or whatnot, do you really think he was getting authentic time travelers or vampires? He was getting <laughs> folks pulling his leg. I mean, that's what it was. Exactly. Yeah, and so for me, like, I, I really liked the guests, and I, I loved that because he would give every guest 
the chance to speak for themselves, uh, he would, he would treat them all seriously, whether or not he himself yep. believed in them. And I thought that was the magic that set his show apart from anyone else that tried to do yeah, it. Yeah, I'll agree with that, yeah. Yeah, he, he wasn't playing Twilight Zone music in the background like, like local radio hosts nope. do. And They're so, playing 70s disco. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Giorgio Moroder, Midnight Express. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and so, uh. yeah, and... So I, I would I would love listening and and deciding for myself whether did did I did I believe this guest or did I believe that this guest believed what the guest claimed like because that we enter into the phenomenon of uh, people who are totally wrong but they're total believers in in what they're what they're saying right. And so it would be fascinating internally. Like, ultimately, I am not the judge, the jury, nor the, thankfully, nor the executioner. <laughs> and so you, you'd listen to the guest and, like, the guest is there to compel you to their point of view, get you to buy their book or tapes yep. or whatever. Yep. Or yep. They, would, they would hang themselves. And I, I heard guests implode. Mm-hmm. And... Art, art would never join in the the online uh, burning uh, unless they really asked for it. <laughs> right. Well, no, it was a different era also. I mean, the, the online community was very small back in the late 90s mm-hmm. compared to what it is now. And uh, now you said the wrong word, and that's it. You're, you're done. But if you say yep. the right words and you can fool the right people, then the rest of the, you know, the, the bunch will fall in line, they'll follow along. Which is why, you know, we have now groups like Gaia and Free and all these other organizations that are popping up out of nowhere that are just, you know, saying the right things to individuals that are connecting or, uh, you know, brainwashing them if you want to, uh, to join their They know their exactly cults. what buttons to push. Right. I mean, but it was a different, a different, completely different era. And we're talking about just 20 years ago. But it, yeah. it's amazing how times have changed. Back then, you know, when you when you hear something like that on the radio, it really does leave an impression on you. Now you you hear something like that on the radio, like in Area Fifty One call, and you're like, yeah, another hoaxer, because you know we we kind of know better. But that's just a very small percentage of us. The rest of the of the population probably will still think, well, that's a real person that really works at Area Fifty One, because there's still those sheeple out there. That's the the people these people target in these groups. Um, but you know you you've come a long way from uh, just that one you know amazing call. Uh, you've had a hell of a career since uh, the last twenty years. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. two hundred awards. Uh, by the way, two hundred awards are just to uh, you know uh, you know to laugh at. That's a, that's a, that's a hell of an accomplishment. There's two more than I have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I never thought I was going to get them, and uh, it's pretty awesome that I did. You know, you, you know, talking to you're talking to somebody who wanted to actually create comic books, and I actually had a couple ideas, and uh, even that, you know, went as far as create a, a little storyline and stuff. But you actually have not only created your own line, you've worked uh, with Marvel, and you've done. I mean, you've you've lived my dream, pretty much in that realm. Because you know, anybody who listens to this show and knows me uh, knows that I have a deep love for comics and graphic novels and uh, books in general. I'm a big reader. I love to read and. 
uh, you know, I love your work. I mean, the Mice Templars and uh, the Furious uh, books are just awesome. And, uh, you know, let's jump to what you, you, you've done since that call, uh, because your life has been more than just the Art Bell call. Much, oh, much more. Yeah, definitely. I, I've lived a very peculiar life. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. And, uh, the, the Art Bell uh, Area 51 call has been just a, 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 a chapter in a, uh, a very interesting life. Now, have you ever read a book about your life? So that's going to be the hell of a funny chapter in your in the blip of your life. <laughs> Hello, Art. Wow. Yeah, if they ever make a movie of your life, that's going to be like the one comedy part of of of, of the entire film. That's going to be the, the well, laugh out loud. I don't know if it'll be a comedy part. routine. It'll yeah, be funny, no, it, but it's not a comedy routine. Yeah, it, it's led to a couple of scary things. I mean, you <laughs> were joking. I, I forget whether this was online or offline, or on air or off air. But we, were t- we were talking about um, uh, death threats and stuff. Yeah, and yep. I, I, I've actually received threats from people online because I b- because I'm the area where f- because I claim I'm the Area 51 caller. And it's the it, it falls into that whole category of people that are pu- quote public figures, mm. and it's like yeah, I, I spent a number of years trying to be real conciliatory to to whoever, and now it's at a point where yeah, just because you listen to it on you listen to it on the internet one night, I'm sorry, I actually lived it, and yeah. I don't have to prove myself to anybody anymore it's like yeah yeah if i'm crying about it one day or laughing about it on on another day and someone listening in feels oh he he's not paying it the proper respect bullshit (laughs) (laughs) this is an actual piece of my life and uh i i know it's true and that's uh that's that meanwhile i continue to write my funny books it's funny that, it, and we're we'll going to get to, you know, the other work in a second here, but it's just to mention uh, a comment there. It's funny that, you know, you, you say you've gotten death threats over this, which is terrible. Uh, I got death threats uh, over me not liking the character Robin. And I'm not even kidding. I literally got death threats for months and months and months. Videos were made against me, like, claiming they're going to kill me. Uh, on yeah. YouTube, these, these came out, uh, because I simply said on a show that I was not a fan of the character Robin, that I thought that he, uh, feminized Batman because Batman needs to be dark and brooding, and having a little kid just completely makes him, you know, too daddy-like, and he just feminizes the character, and I just don't like the character of Robin. And because I said that on a show, I literally got death threats, Brian. So, uh, when you get death threats over something like that, that's when you know you're dealing with a petty population, because, Jesus. Christ, well, that's really? it. That's, that's, that's it. If, if, if I had known that was your view, I'd have never agreed to come on this show. <laughs> <laughs> oh right. goodness! Now moving on to uh, like the some of the stuff you worked on because you worked on what was it Thor for Marvel? You did, you did yep. that. Yep. Yeah. How I, was I, that experience? Considering how big Thor is now. Mm-hmm. I, I got to do a mini series and a one shot, and uh, I, I really would have loved to have gotten on the book, but Jason mm. Aaron got on it, and he proceeded to do a Thor that would have put anything I would have done to shame. Uh, I, I am a huge fan of the Jason Aaron written Thor, but uh, yeah, my my mini series is Thor: First Thunder. It came out when the first Thor movie came out. Mm. And it uh, it was a 
the the assignment was to re-envision kind of update the original uh first appearance of thor to take those for the first year of journey into mystery that was the marvel comic that thor first appeared in it was called journey into mystery and it was thor and and a guest story in every issue uh but for marvel all of those ancient stories are still canon but they they read very early 1960s yeah so so the assignment for first thunder was to tackle the first year of thor on earth mm-hmm. and basically bring him into the 21st century and it was uh it it was daunting to uh to follow kirby and lee and uh, Lee's brother, whose name is escaping me right now. Well, he's, he's also a Lee. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. His name is not Lee. And oh, damn, damn. damn Shame on me for the, the the name not being on the on the tip of my tongue. But uh, yeah, but just to to tread in their in in the work that they established. Yeah. Uh, was really really daunting, but uh, in in the end, uh, I, I was really proud of the work that I did. I got a lot of kudos for it. Yeah, and uh, I got you, I got. You had a nice run there a couple of years with Marvel. You did what Valkyrie, Rift War, Th- uh, Thor. You had a nice little run there with Marvel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and actually, years that I wasn't doing things that were available on the newsstand, I was doing a ton of Marvel work for what they call special projects or Marvel's custom solutions. So I I pretty much wrote the entire Marvel universe for, like, companies that were licensed for characters. That's cool. uh, Tony Stark for Siemens Medical and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's kind really? of yes it's true it's true yeah i i actually got to do an avenger story for hasbro and it got rejected because i had done before the avengers movie came out the finale of the avengers movie and they just said we we can't accept your story because it's going to be <laughs> in the theaters yeah, that happened. Well, that's, that <laughs> sort of sucks. Oh, well. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Now, you know, Marvel's awesome, but I mean, I, you, I'm pretty sure that it's nothing more satisfying than doing, like, your own line of stuff, like the Mice Templar, which is still currently active. Um, that's under Image Comics, though, but I mean, that's your baby. And, uh, by the way, Johnny Alpha, who's one of the uh, co-hosts on Sunday Nights, is a fanatic of that series. He loves the Mice Templars, and so do I. We all love the uh, the series, but he is always like you know bragging about how much he loves it. When he heard you were going to be on, he's like, "Oh my god, that's awesome! I love this series, the Mice Templars." Uh, but you've done that, you, you know, you've uh, worked out a couple of different things. What do you prefer doing, independent stuff, or like something for the big, you know, one of the big twos like Marvel or DC? If you ever get a chance to do DC, but uh, you know, what's your preference? Because I would think creating your own stuff feels a little bit more satisfying, right? Definitely. Uh, I have worked for DC. I wrote a Superman story for the oh, cool. uh, the Superman anthology uh, story I did with Mike Oming, and that was awesome. But yeah, when you get down to it, like it, it's 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 really awesome writing. Like the the first time you get to write the thing and you write the words in a script, it's clobbering time. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the, the moment you're writing Spider Man and you, you're doing his quips. 
That's that's it's really awesome, particularly if you've grown up loving these characters as I have. But I like so many other, or unlike so many other writers who grew up with with a oh my god, I've got to write Batman, I've got to write Captain America, I've got to write Wolverine. Now, to me, in my head, like yeah, I'll take them if they're assignments, and I will I will do my best. But deep down, I'm I'm a creator. I want to tell my own stories. Uh, my my preference is horror, and the, the majority of the things that I write, like even like Mice Templar, Mice with Swords, has moments that just stray into the metaphysical constantly. Um, so that's that's my uh, th- that that's my burning desire is to to write the thing that unnerves people and to 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 create supernatural universes. Uh, I currently right now uh, not all of these books are in print currently, but there's a there's a tendency with writers like well they they build their universe and all of, all of their stories take place in the same universe. Well, I've got so many supernatural, uh, uh, supernatural based storylines that do not share the same universe because none of their cosmologies match. So I've got a cosmology for my monster hunters and I have a separate cosmology for my haunted house saga and a separate cosmology for my science fiction supernatural horror mashup. And it's, I guess, the the creator in me has to keep all these cosmologies and the rules that accompany each cosmology straight for writing each one of those stories. And they're all currently out there in publishing land. None of them are existing yet in a form that I on the show can tell anybody anything. Sorry. No problem. Let me ask you, do you take... Here's an interesting question. Do you take projects on spec? Uh, I need you to clarify the question, please. Well, I'll talk to you about that offline. No! Is it the idea that, you know, we had uh, of having a... Uh, you know, uh, a comic book based on a, a very handsome, chubby host of a podcast show who does a show yep. with a much shorter and angrier co-host of the same podcast show, and they're traveling through space, and they're yep. doing this podcast show in space called Flippity Properly Radio. No? No, 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 no. Sorry, no. Oh, Sorry. Okay. Being a handsome, chubby man, uh, I have a soft spot for for the genre. <laughs> We chubby guys need to stick together, and, and I don't mean that in a gross way either. <laughs> uh, well, but if, if you like the idea, run with it. You have my full permission. Okay. Kind of <laughs> now, the, uh, you know, we're almost out of time here, by the way. We only have a couple more minutes. Okay. Um, it, are you going to, uh, I mean, do you have anything in the works now coming out in the next, uh, you know, few months that you can't talk about at all? Oh, well, there's something very, very exciting happening in the world of the Mice Templar that sadly, because the studio hasn't announced it, we're, I'm, I'm not allowed to publicly talk about it, but but it's very exciting! 
Well, I want you to promise me something, Mr. Brian yes. J. L. Glass. As sure. soon as you're ready to speak about it, I want you to, have, to come back on this show and talk to us and, and give us the full spiel. I want to help uh, promote I, the uh, the heck out of this thing. I, yeah, we want to know. I, I will be there. You've got me. Me and Nog. You never brought yes. up Nog. Yes. The, Nog, thank you for putting me on that wall, Wait, by the Nog, way. Nog, what, Aaron Eisenberg? <laughs> no, no, no. Explain. Nog. Uh, Nog is, uh, is, is my skeleton. Uh, not, yes. not my literal skeleton. He is a literal skeleton. So He's just not... skeleton in the closet. Okay. Yes, not necessarily. Well, but kind of. <laughs> he is totally out of the closet. In, yes. In, yes. He, and he's, his adventures are off the wall. Uh, he's been going for nearly a year. We're approaching the first anniversary of the hashtag Daily Nog. And okay. That's daily and N O G, and currently he's involved in a storyline that plays off of the whole area uh, area fifty one caller uh, mythos, uh, where Nog has been abducted by aliens and they take him to Area fifty one and he meets me as as the inmate who's been imprisoned for twenty years since I made the call. And he helps break me out, and it's it's, it's the adventures of a living skeleton. And okay. currently, currently he's involved in a big cosmic battle with alternate versions of himself. There's there's Hogwarts Nog and Jedi Nog and Starfleet Nog and Westeros Nog and uh, 007 Nog. Oh, we're not violating any intellectual properties there. Oh, not, not, no, none whatsoever. Shut your nog up, oh, other no. guy. <laughs> those, 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 oh, no, we're not, we're not violating anything here. Nothing to say, move along, folks. Those parody laws go a long, long way. So, Nog shows up daily on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Tumblr, on DeviantArt. You just hashtag daily nog. For the latest exciting installment of Nog, the Living Skeleton. All right. <laughs> and when you see what he did with my picture and what uh, he placed me under, uh, you're gonna get a good chuckle out of it. Yeah. That was on September first. Yeah. yeah. So if but you're that's... following Daily Nog, track back to nine oh one 2017. But I tell you what, it, it's a hell of a company to keep uh, to, to keep uh, with those folks on that wall. So appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, you you earned it, my friend. Thank you, sir. Thank you, uh, guys. We're all out of time, unfortunately. But uh, Brian, we're, we are definitely having you back on uh, as soon as you're ready to promote the uh, the book. If you guys want to get his uh, other work, uh, which is available on Amazon, please go ahead and do so. Look him up, Brian J. Glass, uh, Brian J. L. Glass, and Brian with a Y, now with an I, Brian with a Y. Brian J.L. Glass, look him up on Amazon. Uh, Brian, your website address, you have a main website? Yeah, it's brianjlglass.com. I'm also, you you look up the name on Twitter and Facebook, track me down like the dog I am. And I'll be at New York Comic Con this coming week, Artist Alley, table L6. Killer. If anybody's out there, look him up and uh, say you heard him here on the show and how much you love his work because it's great work. Thank you so much for being with us, man. I really truly oh, appreciate thank it. Thank you so much. This, this is yeah. awesome. Thank it you, was sir. great talking with you, man. Great talking Thank with you, Alan. And I'll be in touch later on about something else. Okay. 
<laughs> Yours is. <laughs> uh, anyway. to my ear in a nonsensical way. Yes, indeed. Uh, guys, we're all, we're all out of time. Uh, thank you uh, all for listening in. Uh, we had a really good stream tonight. Uh, thank you all for uh, participating. Kevin from uh, Colorado, thanks for calling in earlier. Uh, like I always say, guys, uh, keep looking up to the skies uh, because one day you might actually see something. This is Sky Watchers Radio. Do you realize radio. it or not? What he said. This is Sky Watchers Radio. Yeah. Out. Good night. Good night, other guy. Good night. Good night, Mr. Glass. Good night, He Man. Good night, John Boy. Good night, Peter. You, He Man.